Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to episode 52 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today's episode is going to be about the fear of failure in running. And this is quite timely because I'm recording this right before the first of the year for 2023. So a lot of you out there might be setting goals or resolutions for the new year. And I was having a conversation with someone uh, very close to me. I'm not going to disclose who, but uh, that person was mentioning that he or she doesn't set goals because he's basically of the fear of not reaching them. And that setting goals, you know, if they aren't achieved can create anxiety and just such disappointment uh, that it was better not to set them at all. So it made me really think about failure with respect to exercise and running and how much there is out there, whether it's a workout that you miss your times, a race where you miss your times, uh, failure to get up in the morning to get your workout in, uh, failure to you know get ach- achieve the miles that you said you were going to do that week, uh, or just maybe the resolution that you've set for yourself. So I think that we can take it a lot of different directions. Uh, but one of the things that I wanted to share was a personal story. I spent my college career, you know, basically fearing failure a hundred percent of the time. I was constantly worried about either being lost or at the back of the pack or hit, not hitting a certain number. And what it, it resulted in was just that I never even came close to running my potential. Uh, so I was constantly in a state of anxiety. And so it wasn't necessarily that I was setting goals that I couldn't achieve. It was just that I really was in a state of fear and I didn't know how to deal with the disappointment. Uh, and instead of dealing with it in a way that and learning from it, I just let it just continue to to uh fill up the bucket and just it eventually just overflew and overfilled. And I just hated the idea of even being timed. Uh, and then there was another circumstance that maybe you can relate to if you've done races. Uh, and that was in the second marathon that I ran. It was the Twin Cities Marathon. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I don't remember a lot of races because I did a lot. But uh, this one in particular, I was in probably the best shape of my life. And I went out really fast. I was super excited. I get to be part of like this elite tent before it started. And I know the first 10 miles, I felt great. It was a chilly day. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I dropped out of the race. And I went with a couple friends and it still just kind of gives me a tightness in my chest when I t- discuss it with you guys because it was like I didn't know what to do. I was embarrassed. I was 
like didn't want to tell anyone because here I had signed up for this race. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't have that great of a reason. It wasn't like I was hurt. I just hit the wall and I quit. So, you know, yeah, like that was a true, like if you want an example of failure, that was pretty much it. Uh, So it took me a long time to like get over that. And if I could go back and tell my younger self, it would be kind of like, let's learn from it. Let's not beat yourself up from about it and just let's figure out what went wrong and so that we can do it again and, you know, not be afraid to show up at the starting line, but actually, you know, show up with your chin up and ready to not make the same mistake again. Uh, So anyway, that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about dealing with disappointment, getting unstuck and moving past the failures that inevitably are going to be there if you set big goals for yourself and you at least try to maximize your life a little bit. You're not going to get everything that you want or set out to do. Uh, That's this. That's called life. All right. So. Uh, I think another thing I wanted to point out, the statistics show that 85% of people don't set goals. So if you're in the percentage of people that do, like that in itself is an achievement. And I think, uh, you know, if you're not setting goals, I do think it's, it's like the person I mentioned at the beginning of this. It's because you're not, you're afraid you're not going to reach those goals and you're going to feel anxiety and worry and disappointment if you don't. So. The question is, how do you stop beating yourself up if you fail? Because again, it's going to happen. Like it's probably going to happen this week. Um, you know, maybe you're going to feel miserably like when I did and just dropped out of that race and quit. Maybe it's just going to be this small thing. Like you finished, you know, your splits 10 seconds slower than you thought you would be. Um, you know, we, we overthink all these little things. So, uh, from my lessons though, and the coaching that I've, like been parts of not me as a coach but like that I've taken from others this is how I view it is that we as human beings are designed to learn like that is fundamentally what we are designed for and we are super capable of changing so if you think about that like you are built to learn and you are built to change and what exactly is it that happens in our life that allows us to learn Unfortunately, or fortunately, it's failure. That is the biggest way that we learn is failure. So it's it's proven, guys. It's scientifically proven that when you fail, you turn on these specific parts of the brain that we use for memory and for focus. All right. So that's why like I have this vivid memory of the Twin Cities Marathon. Uh, and I'm sure like if you've ever failed a test or like a really bad training run or um, again, like if you had a period where you just maybe didn't do the fitness training that you thought that you should uh, and you considered that a failure, you probably remember that. And you really focus in. It's it's not just like this chance event. It's because your brain is designed to like really focus on that uh, and to remember pain. You know, have we? If you've never said this, it's, I'm sure you have. Like, I never want to repeat this. I never want to have this happen again. Like that in itself, 
like that's the biggest teaching because if you know that, like if you never want to ha- have it happen again, you're going to figure out went wrong, figure out what went wrong so it doesn't happen again. And we learn better by doing things. So failure is how we get information so we don't mess up and do the same thing again. Now, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and never learn from it, then, you know, you got to really like look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what the heck is going wrong. But, you know, if you're taking that information from the failure and you know what the problem is and you know why it sucked or why you know it just didn't go the way that you wanted that's the valuable takeaway and failure is not losing like there's all kinds of those like cute quotes about failure so I'm not going to like reiterate those but it's certainly not losing it's the process of becoming better because you're just going to learn from each little or big failure and then you're going to figure out what to do next time so if last week you failed at you know getting up at 5 or 6 or 7 or 8 or whatever time in the morning you wanted to get up and run then like this week figure out why like did you stay up too late did you just turn off your alarm because you didn't want to get up because it was cold like what was the issue and then you know figure out how you can prevent it from happening again if you didn't hit like the milestone times that you wanted to in a race like why was it was it because of weather something uncontrollable or was it because like you didn't put in the miles you didn't do the right training did you go out too fast like there's always some lessons uh and again you don't want to beat up yourself over it you just want to try to look at that and then figure out like how can I take that forward uh, and remind yourself you showed the courage to try and that it is progress. And I, I mentioned I was super embarrassed about that marathon. Like it might be embarrassing. It, you might feel bad. Like that is okay. Feeling bad is not this terrible thing that you should never have happen. It's going to be. So if you stack enough of these little or even some of the big failures, you're going to get really good at running and at fitness because you're going to figure out what went bad and you're not going to have that happen again. Uh, so, you know, the important thing is, is not to like have self-pity and sit there and wallow in disappointment and just get yourself up and try again. Uh, one of the other messages I wanted to put out there is to really think about whether the goal made sense. So for me, like running that marathon did, it did make sense. Like I said, I was in really good shape. There was really no excuse. There was just some failures in the way that I went out and ran the race. Uh, but maybe your goal doesn't make sense. Like, is it the path that you still want to be on? Like if it was a marathon time or a dropout like that, like, does it make sense? Is it still make sense for you to be training for marathons? Is that what you want to be doing? Is it worth your p- pursuit? Is it fun for you? Is it a goal that, you know, uh, do you have have a why behind it. And if not, it's it's not failure. It's just time to pivot. It's time to move on and pick a different distance, pick a different fitness exercise. Maybe you want to try something like triathlons. You know, like think about it like that too. Like if you are continuously failing at the same goal, then you know, maybe you need a different path or maybe you just need a different goal. It might not be the thing that serves you anymore. Uh, so that was the second part. Um, you know, so we've talked about failure being a key part of progress. Uh, I want to emphasize too, I think this will make everybody feel a little bit better. You know, anytime we want to achieve anything, whether it's fitness, a time, uh, a distance, most people are going to quit. 
Like most people are going to say, like, I want to do a 5K or I want to do a half marathon. And then most likely, you know, they might start the training program and their life gets busy or someone gets sick or they have a little tweak and then they quit. Uh, and that's that's OK for that individual person. But if you think about it like that, it's it's not always the people that don't have failure that, you know, are at the finish line getting through these things. It's really the people that don't quit. It's a game of attrition and just the people that keep showing up, showing up regardless of the failures, regardless that last week they forgot to get, they, you know, turned off their alarm and they missed a couple runs. Well, they show up this week. So they didn't let them stop it. Um, and they did not quit. So don't let failure lead you to quitting. I think that's one of the biggest messages I wanted to get across today. Uh, I think, you know, people quit because they're emotionally just so down. Like you get, I was so down after that race. Like I did want to just quit running for a while. I didn't, I didn't quit running, but I did quit racing for a little while. Um, Not too long. I got myself back up, but you can get really just devastated by like these failures. So that's where I'm saying you've got to get yourself up. You've got to reorient. You've got to remember that why that we've talked about so many times on this podcast. Why is this goal important to you? Why does it help you? Why does it help other people? What is the mission behind it? Uh, because if you've got that why, then the failure won't hit you as hard. You'll just be kind of like, eh, gosh, darn it, and get back up. Uh, so keep that in mind too. Do you still love it? Do you still love to run? Do you still love the idea of being fit? Do you still love the idea of running after the age 40, 50, 60, 70? Because uh, if you love it, you'll find a way to get through the failure. Winston Churchill says, success is the ability to go from failure to failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. That is a hard one. It is hard to get back up like when you're not hitting your times. Like think about running at 400s in, you know, at a workout and like every 400 you didn't work, you meet your time, but you just keep going. Like that's what you have to do. And then the next workout, you'll probably be hitting your times. Um, but at that day, you just feel like, gosh, that was just a crappy workout. If you can change your mindset and be like, well, I these this at least I did it. And you know, maybe my recovery was a little bit better, or maybe my form was good. I just didn't hit my times. Um, but I think that will help. And if you just come back to your why, maybe you're doing it because, you know, we, I've talked about this on the show before. Like maybe you want to be fit for your grandkids. Maybe you want to just show yourself you can, you know, run at the age of 50, whatever it might be. Like remember your why. And if you're connected to that, the sting of failure will just hurt less. Uh, and then, you know, if they, if that why isn't compelling, you will quit and maybe you should quit. You know, maybe that's when, that's again, why you should reorient and set a new goal. If that why isn't that strong enough. So no matter what, don't beat yourself up. Uh, another good mentality to have is just assume that everything is preventable, especially related to your fitness. So if the times were bad, like it was probably something that you could have fixed. If it was a certain kind of, you know, uh, time that you didn't meet at a race, there was probably, you know, again, you could have gone out faster or slower. <laughs> Don't go out too fast. That's not the way to get to your uh, uh, goal time. But, you know, you could have done some difference in your training runs. You could have maybe had a pacer. There's always some different decisions that you could make. And if you make the right decisions, it's going to move you closer to your goal. If you make the wrong decisions, it's going to move you away. So it's not, you know, making you a bad person, but it's, 
you know, whatever you were trying didn't meet your goal. Same with getting up in the morning to work out. Like if you didn't make the decision to get up, it's not, that doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you didn't move closer to your goal. So what could you do that would make you have a higher chance of uh, setting that the next time? Now you're taking responsibility. You're not blaming other people. You know, you're not blaming the kids or whatever. It's just on you. Uh, what can you do the next time? How can you start again? How can you hit that workout the next time? A little bit fresher, a little bit with a better mentality. Uh, think about that. Uh, so different opportunities are going to present to us all the time and we have to get back up and try again. So the lesson of this story, of all of this is, you know, running and fitness is a lot of work. It's a massive demands on yourself, but you really need to own it all. You need to own your fitness. You need to own your training. You need to own your nutrition as best you can. And when you do fail, cause you're going to like, none of us are perfect. We don't eat perfect. We don't, um, feel perfect every day. We sleep in, we, you know, um, skip a run here or there. Like when you do that, you need to just have it be a blip, figure out what went wrong and then get back on the next day. And again, own everything. You've got to really want it. You've got to be willing to go to, from failure to failure to failure and learn. And that's going to supercharge you, charge you. And you're going to be like, not immune to failure, but just when it does happen, you're going to be like, hmm, okay, well, I admit I made a mistake and I'm going to go forward and I'm going to keep going. So our mission, our whole mission on this podcast is to stay healthy. Uh, so remember, failure can be your greatest teacher. You need to own your running learn from your mistakes. And as always, uh, you know, just keep running after the age of 40. It doesn't matter what pace. Uh, we're here for you. We want you to set goals. Don't fear not hitting those goals. Just remember, we're going to run from failure to failure to from failure, and we're all going to get better together. Uh, thanks again for listening. Happy New Year. And uh, I look forward to putting out some interviews, some solo and some guest episodes in 2023. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.